0: Okay, so welcome to the Tidy Show. Uh, I'm Yasmin. This is Vedran, and today, what is bothering me is something that I wanted to discuss with Vedran. And that the point uh, is that I think that the services that we pay for, or descriptions, or the thing that we that thing that we are used to, are getting so much more expensive that it doesn't make any sense to uh, keep all the uh, subscriptions on. Uh, Having said that, and before I uh, get Vedran to, uh, to tell him what his points are, because I know that I am more of a subscription man than him, let's roll the intro and see you after that.
1: Okay, roll the dice, dude.
0: Yes, so what bothered me is that uh, first, I as a normal geek, as the subscriptions came in and oh. as the, okay, normal geek, Everybody's a normal geek, uh, everybody in Croatia uh, was buying all the different subscriptions as soon as they came to our country because we were much later to the party than almost uh, all of the world uh including countries that i wouldn't consider to be uh i wouldn't consider to be uh that late of a market as they were so uh we are a small country we are a tough country to work in and we have some problems with our laws that are peculiar when it comes to online services so a lot of the services were late to the market i tried or was subscribed to most of them Mm -hmm. including Disney, Amazon, uh, YouTube, uh, Google, different services from Google, uh, Netflix, uh, HBO, whatever. Mm -hmm. You name it, you name it, I probably uh, tried it. Uh, These are and whatnot. Now, first, I got fed up with all the services. Mm -hmm. There is a problem that is bothering not only me, but a lot of consumers. And this problem is that uh, we have, um, I would call it subscription fatigue. Uh, You are paying for Spotify because they are offering music. But also if you are buying uh, Amazon Prime, you get Amazon Prime Music, which is also offering music. If you are subscribed to YouTube, you are going to get YouTube music for free. So there is another music subscription there. Mm -hmm. So suddenly you are paying for the things that are overlapping. Mm-hmm. And there is no real reason to do this. Mm-hmm. This is one thing. And the services are conveniently bundled so that, that you can you cannot buy one without the other. Mm-hmm. So, for example, YouTube had uh, basically up until yesterday, they had a subscription that was covering only the YouTube without uh, ads. And now they have migrated all the, all the people and said, said, them, said to them that they need to either upgrade the full subscription with the music or they have to just enjoy the paid uh, version of YouTube
1: and uh, Google is removing Google podcasts as well.
0: Yes, yes. Google is, Google is removing, uh, removing and this is one of the things that I wanted to talk, talk about because I think that what, what is happening is that the prices of the, for the cloud and prices for everything that was uh, included when we started with the cloud services is skyrocketing mm-hmm. for a couple of reasons. One of those being that they didn't perform as well as they uh, promised themselves that they are going to prefer perform. Mm-hmm. So they cannot give n- any more free lunches to people uh, who are joining. This is one thing. And the other thing is that simply subscription services are becoming uh, much more expensive. Mm-hmm. So do you think that I'm wrong in any of those points?
1: Generally speaking, no, but I think that there are other reasons why this is happening as well. And we should lay them out on the table as well. First and foremost, yes, they're becoming more expensive because they are not as successful as they uh, were probably projected to be, I agree. Uh, there are loads of reports that state that, so I'm not going to go over them. Second thing is that a lot of people tried like you and stopped using them. And I'm covering the whole gamut of cloud services there, including stuff like the regular you know, software p- or platform or infrastructure as a services, clouds like AWS, GCP, Azure, whatever. A lot of people are coming back from cloud or hybridized at the best. Uh, definitely the fatigue is happening and there's a lot of overlapping uh, things that are um, uh, either here or there or on both sides uh, in multiple different services. But for me, even bigger problem is something else, which is that I, I, I call this the, uh, the DVD region uh, repeat what's happening in, for example, in Netflix and Prime and some of the other subscriptions for uh, video. Because here in Croatia, unless we do VPNing to USA, etc., we cannot get 95% of the movies that we would probably want to get and don't even get me started on series. So our offerings locally, really not all that good, rarely you find something that's very interesting or new or old if you wanted to watch something a little bit more vintage. So that's a big, big issue for me uh, for uh, subscriptions that I have. Um, furthermore, it, it's not only that, uh, it is the self-corrupting mechanism of how, how capitalism works. Because at the end of the day, you always try to make more money. I'm not saying that this is necessarily only a bad thing, just to clarify. But it is a, uh, it is a topic that keeps on repeating itself. And for some reason, uh, it m- maybe it's getting a little bit more extreme in the past couple of years. There are certain things which are com- contributing to this, rising prices of uh, energy and whatnot. So I definitely understand a part of that. Uh, but also I think that a lot of the things that have happened in the past, let's say just only the past year, in terms of the price increases for various types of subscription-based services is off-the-rails crazy.
0: Okay, let's let's speculate a little bit mm-hmm. because I have a suspicion that I cannot verify in any way or form. Okay, but I think that what we are seeing right now is part of the bubble bursting because uh, when the dot co- com volume two two zero or three zero, three what, zero. whatever yeah. version is uh, current right now, uh, patch level two. Uh, what we are experiencing right now, I think, is part because uh, a lot of those services over-provisioned in uh, 2019 and now they are coming uh, to the end of the cycle where they need to buy new hardware because they are usually five year on, cycle, a, on yeah. three or, uh, or five-year cycle, uh, cycles and now they have a lot of unused hardware. They have to um, basically uh, write off those assets and uh, buy new hardware and uh, reiterate the normal renewal of all the hardware in the data centers and right now they don't have the projected uh, numbers of units, of numbers of uh, subscribers, whatever. So I think that part of the problem is that they mismanaged the the numbers or misrepresented the numbers when the 2019 and 2020 um, uh, crisis uh, started because this was the time when everybody's expected that everybody's going to just buy subscription services uh, and stay at home. And I think that this didn't happen or it didn't happen the way uh, the big players expected it to happen. And I think that this is one of those the contributing factors that, that has a lot more contributing force than one would expect.
1: Okay, I have a different take on this and I think you're going to understand what the flaw in your logic is, because it, there is a flaw. 2019 is something else than 2020. 2020 is a year when COVID started. And uh, that year, I think you remember very well what happened, we all ended up online and whatnot. And I remember for personal experience when I tried to provision some VMs in any of the clouds that I could use for various partners that I work for, uh, it was absolutely impossible for weeks to months depending on the cloud, which means that they were under, uh, under-resourced in terms of hardware. Then they bought a lot of hardware to cover this because they projected a lot of that demand is going to keep on coming, not only currently but in the future, but now that Kind of COVID bubble has dispersed a little bit. Now they're left with the original problem, which is we uh, or the, let's say the reversal of the original problem. They have a lot of resources, and people are not there to buy uh, uh, into those resources anymore because a lot of companies have gone back to the you know work for hybrid or office, and it's it's not like they're using. as as many cloud resources as they used to have. So I think that's the, um, when you couple that with the correct assumption about the three or five year cycle, you get basically what you have today. So I agree partially and disagree partially with you. Uh, Okay. I
0: I, I would disagree with your uh, assumption of 2019 because I think that when they made plans in 2019, uh, they made normal uh, plans that were normal for this projected growth growth and so on and so on suddenly 2020 came around they projected the growth that was uh, uh, smaller than what actually happened then they overprojected, basically because yeah, they said exactly. that this is going to remain the same and now we are three days uh, later mm-hmm. and i think that this is this is part of the problem mm-hmm. because they are left with a lot of hardware that is going to expire basically uh, no, it's
1: going to end up on the secondary
0: market and you and I are going to buy it. Yes, yes. But it is it going to in from, this,
1: from this, from their perspective, sidebar, uh, you know, that we have a couple of servers that came from Facebook. Yes. Secondary hardware. Yep. Yes. Yeah. But we have two or three of them.
0: Yes. Uh, for, uh, also, we got the switches from electronic arts. Uh, yes. uh, I got switches from Hetzner, I think, mm-hmm. uh, but I know that electronic arts uh, get the switches uh, or I got them from uh, through a dealer. And uh, the reason why I know nobody from electronic cards is because nobody bothered to even reset them. So they, the they, same as the
1: Facebook they, service. They,
0: they were completely, they were completely set with uh, on the internal network for the electronic cards, including the location yeah. and everything else.
1: I had ILO uh, that ended up with the, the Facebook.com uh, name of the yes. of the host and the server name that was but, there, the same
0: but the putting that aside uh, subscriptions are getting more expensive because they need to pay a, lo- a lot more for different things that that have happened uh, in No the last it's years. about the growth
1: it's about the growth and the, the, the their inherit uh, will which has bec- uh, which became the only will in the past couple of decades to satisfy their shareholders they have to deliver the projected growth but it's not the same as it was in 2019 and 20
0: Yeah, because I I see a pattern there. I see that's why the uh, rising prices to meet the yes. because I I see a pattern. Uh, AVS is more expensive. Uh, Azure is more expensive. Google Cloud is more expensive. Google is eliminating services. Uh, Price of the existing subscriptions going up. Mm -hmm. Uh, All the different services uh, have um, uh, cut their cost and uh, uh, up their prices a little bit. Some of them a lot. Because uh, in the last couple of years, uh, the family plan that I'm uh, using from Google went from something like 12 euros to something like 20 euros now. Mm-hmm. So this is not a small percentage of uh, increase.
1: Let's follow up on that. In 2022, uh, Microsoft's uh, E3 prices for micro, uh, Microsoft 365 went from 32 to $36 per seat. E5 went from 35 to 38 Office 365, what used to be E3. 20 to 23. E1 went from eight to ten. The basic business five to six dollars business premium from 20 to 24, and that's 2022. And then it happened again in 2023 uh, because uh, another round of uh, you know everything becoming more more expensive happened as well, and most of the services actually followed followed up on that or are following up on that now in the past, let's say three to six months.
0: When I was talking to a couple of my former clients, uh, we were talking about things like Jira, things like uh, Mm -hmm. subscription-based services that are, I'm not going to mention, but subscription-based services that basically forced the users to go from on-premise solution to the cloud solution, Mm -hmm. Uh, right now are uh, sending out notices that they're they're going to up the prices. Mm -hmm. And suddenly you don't have any uh, way of avoiding it. Mm -hmm. Because back way then you could just, okay, uh, say I'm going to put my own cloud uh, online and I'm going to install the services. It's going to be a one-off fee that is going to be much bigger than the cloud service price. but. Then I'm going to absorb it into my own cloud and then it's going to be it. Right now you don't have that, that option and mm-hmm. the cloud is not even uh, remotely cheaper than it used to be.
1: It so, never was supposed to be cheap. That's a completely different topic, yes, but but which the, we can cover, the, but.
0: DCO and the rest of the blues uh, is not something that is uh, going to uh, make for the fact that this is getting much more expensive than on-premise cloud. Right now, uh, yes. to taking into account uh, used equipment, taking into account uh, the ways you can uh, configure your cloud, uh, on-premise cloud, you are left with only one solution, the cloud cloud doesn't make any more sense. But let's leave this, yeah. yes, but let's leave this. I mean,
1: uh, just, just to kind of cover that, Netflix also followed with, uh, let's say, one to two dollars, which was something like five to ten percent more more prices this year as well and many other in Spotify as well so whichever way you look at it even the the services that we use so that we can stream something versus the cloud services which are different model altogether all of those have gone through a lot of price hikes
0: okay and the, the, the other thing that we should remember because they used to be free they used to be a free model for uh, businesses to for small businesses for the Gmail. So mm-hmm. this is completely uh, this has been completely cancelled. So you used to have uh, a model where you could actually create what, what was it something like 100 accounts for free on the and using your own domain on the mm-hmm. Google workspace. Now this is completely gone. It mm-hmm. used to be first 125 the 20, then five, then it was gone. You can still do it if you say that you are running a personal account on it, mm. but this is something that can change. At any point in time, yeah. Uh, Workspace and uh, Microsoft both uh, cut their uh, unlimited plans. Yes. Dropbox has, uh, has eliminated the unlimited plan, so everybody's switching from unlimited to limited or from free to paid. Mm-hmm. Because they are just trying to get their, some money back from the customers.
1: You want to hear something that's in reverse to that story? Do you remember yes. way, way, way many, many moons ago uh, when Google started with Gmail? Yes. What was the capacity that they gave us?
0: I think it was a gig.
1: You're correct. It was a gigabyte. Yes. And how it much is much, it now? much, much. Back then that was a huge amount of uh, space. I don't
0: know what the actual amount for the… Right now I think it's 15. Because I, I know that they had a, a, at one point in time, they said that they are eliminating the limit of one gig and then each day they are going to up the limit and mm-hmm. there was a counter that is going up, and they said that going to they're going to just up the limit, and you're not going to uh, be paying for your email ever again.
1: I think it's 15 now, which is 15, 15 times more, which is basically a proof to the opposite direction. Yes, but on the other something. hand,
0: but on the other hand, uh, back, back way then uh, you could actually put uh, a year of your emails in one gig of uh, storage or two years of emails. And today, without all, all the media included, it's yeah. it, it, it's practically impossible. Yeah, I have something like 120 gigs, gigs of email on the Gmail.
1: I ended up in a situation in which I really had to go and pay for the Google service because it was becoming really crazy. Uh, the, the, the amount of stuff that I had to con- constantly manage and delete and whatnot, especially with the phones syncing to Google and whatnot. So for pictures and uh, stuff but like that. I, I'm,
0: I'm completely fine with this because I think too. that the email service in particular is something that I don't want to do. Uh, okay. We were talking about this already. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to uh, say that uh, we were talking about this already. This is one of those things that are best left in the hands of people who are actually doing it day to day. Yeah. Uh, email is getting more complicated Me. by the day, and uh, even I wouldn't uh, even bother you with this. Yeah, I know. Because this is something. This is something that should be done by uh, a dedicated personnel in the Google Cloud or Microsoft Cloud because they are basically the main providers of email right now and they are redefining the standards.
1: You know what's for me the biggest difference between Microsoft Office 365 and Google uh, as an email service specifically. No. For more than five years now, Office 365 search is broken.
0: And the other thing is that- uh, Pisses me off to no end. The, the Google, what Google did great there is that they didn't even try to create a dedicated client. Yes. They they started as a web uh, service. They are a web service. They're planning on okay. They, you have IMAP, POP free and whatnot, but these yes, are standardized this, protocols. This is something, this no one. First, you have to you have to uh, manually uh, turn on. And the other thing is that nobody does this. You are basically using what, when you're using Google, you're using uh, Gmail and, in the web. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, they had their own uh, things when they were trying to implement Inbox as an alternative client for the Gmail, do you remember this? Or Hangouts? Uh, no, but Inbox was a dedicated client for the email mm-hmm. and they, uh, I think it was one of the better, I would say, a better uh, experiments that the Google did, but it also ended on the Google Graveyard, graveyard as the uh, rest of the services. But mm-hmm. uh, by large, all the services right now are getting more expensive. And more difficult difficult to uh, administer, and this is something that is, I think is has a uh, has a deep impact on uh, small small businesses, because su- suddenly you need to pay a lot more per person that you are employing to be able to, uh, to yeah. Do your operating it, costs it. are going way up. Yes, and they are going way up, and you cannot do anything no because that's the way in which the business a lot of businesses have been structured
1: around the idea of cloud services you are completely dependent on them and that's what it is which is exactly the reason why for some of my uh, the, uh, the customers that i have i told them do not go uh, that way just have your own exchange server and actually i still have a couple of them as
0: long as it is it allowed
1: it is allowed, but yeah, I noticed that Microsoft is starting to play games with you know we are not going to receive any emails from the Exchange on on-prem servers versions this and that. There was some kind of report about this a couple of weeks ago. I remember that one, and don't get even don't even get me started. And you know what? For, for, uh, before I forget, and I might, the worst part of the experience of using Office uh, Microsoft 365 is the Outlook app on the mobile phone. Which is utterly useless and search there searches very well from two thousand nineteen backwards, but okay, completely unusable.
0: Uh, I think that uh, this is one of those sarcastic things that I must say. It seems that Google and Microsoft had their own pet peeves. Mm -hmm. Uh, Google is completely unable to create a messaging app, but they are trying. Which is perfectly fine. They are constantly trying, Mm -hmm. and Microsoft is for some reason unable to create a search app. And they are trying with Bing, they are trying with the Outlook. There's no copilot for this, copilot
1: for that. Yes, yes. How about you fix your freaking search in Office 365, Microsoft?
0: Or on any desktop that they get their hands on. (laughs) Uh, So Windows 10 is now What's the name of
1: that application that you're using on Windows uh, for searching and indexing?
0: uh, Search everything. uh, Search everything. Uh, Yes, search everything.
1: I think it was search everything. Yeah, I, I, gee, I wonder why people have these applications.
0: But the problem is that um, uh, applications like this, or even power toys, uh, mm-hmm. power toys are working uh, amazingly. Not because they are amazing applications, but because they are not changing constantly. You get you get an application that is doing its it job, or keep it simple and stupid. So you are yes. basically you are basically doing what is normal in the Linux world. You okay. create an application, it has a simple interface. You have one a text box to input your search and then you have a big box that uh, is going to output the results. This is it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want a Cortana, I don't want animations. Let, let's let's leave the zombies where they are because it, 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 Yes it is going to it is going to remain under, under, under uh, earth for, for probably a couple of years and, and then, then, resurrect. then then resurrect and uh, reappear as another service is going to be I ha- AI based.
1: I, ha- I have a very sick and completely idiotic idea for an episode. In which one? Microsoft Windows Power toys over the years.
0: Power Toys and Microsoft Garage, because they're garage, garage proge- projects, uh, they are Garage Garage projects. They are. Do you remember way-
1: Windows ninety five Power Toys and those old ones? Way
0: way way back in the. Yes, day. but the problem is that Microsoft always has this uh, part of the part of the. I would say innovation, that is completely. Innovation out- backwards. No 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 no. They are innovating backwards in the main product. And then the actual innovation <laughs> happens on the on the fringes. So you have power tool, uh, power toys that are fixing things that are not working in uh, Windows. You have sysinternals, which are amazing tools for everything that needs to be done in Windows. Yeah, which is a dude. Yes, but those two products are the main thing that they have in common is that they are trying to do their job and they are not changing over the years. They're trying to fix things that Microsoft didn't do well or they're just trying to do their job. Hmm? They are, okay, I want to see my network connections. There is this internal uh, utility for that, mm-hmm. and that's it. It is not suddenly trying to become sentient and trying to uh, recompile whatever is in the kernel driver for the <laughs> network to do something. I, n- nobody is caring about this.
1: If I can add something to that story, which kind of reminded me of one of my pet peeves with uh, most of the operating systems. One of the most common problems that people like you and me have uh, when they are dealing with, uh, let's say, as if you're b- b- being hired as an external consultant or engineer or whatever, is hooking up to the networks in the client offices where you are. Specifically there will be people who have DHCP and people who don't. Switching those profiles in Windows and in Linux by extension can be a funny process, especially if you are like me and have 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, whatever companies that you work for. Every time I get there, most of them don't have the I go insane. I used to use uh, an application called NetSetMan for that. Uh, I, I really don't understand why some kind of a tool for that can be brought into the operating system because it's not like people are uh, buying laptops in millions because they are not moving them anywhere.
0: And, and this is this is one of those things that completely puzzles me because uh, even network manager in Linux, which we used to be insanely unusable had this had this uh, yeah. as a feature from the start yeah so you would, you could create a network profile it would it was supposedly able to understand where, where you are and then choose which network profile do you want to use and then reapply it with uh, DHCP or static settings or whatever and this is something that is completely missing in Windows mm-hmm. the only thing that right now is uh, I think is worse than the search is the way Microsoft is trying to hide network settings from the users
1: uh, or even better, you know, you have to input additional administrative settings, uh, username, password, whatnot, so that you can open network settings. Okay. But remember that one from y- the labs.
0: Yes, but uh, one yeah. of those I things… I would
1: pay. I would pay subscription price if I had an application that can uh, that can deal with some of these problems for me while uh, we are on the topic I of paying. I think that
0: this is one of those things where the somebody's Microsoft is, try, is trying to push for uh, PowerShell to become a uh, more useful tool. Because they're creating a, uh, a graphical interface that is so useless that the PowerShell is the only way forward. Because I don't want to waste time trying to find out, find out where is has Microsoft hidden the settings for the network.
1: I'm using a different laptop this, this time. You know why? No. Because my Dell laptop, uh, when it was being used for file transfer from a ESXi host, decided to update Windows and then crashed. And then broke the boot sector on my UEFI formatted NVMe drive, which coincidentally also has BitLocker. So that was fun. Recovering that was fun. Thank you, Microsoft.
0: I'm going to just say that... uh, And I have
1: to reinstall because I did manage to recover it to boot, but it's crashing constantly. So here comes the time when you're going to uh, happily tell me, yes, Vedan is installing Windows 11.
0: But I'm not happy. I'm not happy that you're installing Windows 11. But I will not install Windows because 11. everything that's going against your will is something that Microsoft is pushing. And Microsoft is pushing for you for it is something that I'm not happy with. I think that what Microsoft is doing wrong is that they are constantly trying to change because they need to innovate. And I'm completely on board for security innovations for changing things. Why does the
1: start button need to be on the, in the middle of the taskbar?
0: But why cannot we decide what the Windows logo is going to look like? Why don't we have Windows Classic team? No, no, no. But why why, why is Windows logos constantly changing?
1: Well, I don't know, why not? It's up to, it's their prerogative to change it. I don't care. Functionality. I'm all about functionality. I'm, I don't care about the I'll What the I'm against look. is
0: translucent Windows. What I'm against is uh, search not working. What I'm against is search completely missing the point. I'm installing something, I have something installed. I can top this. All of that that you I, said. I, I have something installed. I try to find it. It's not there. And then I go and directly click on it and then it suddenly appears in the yeah, search. Search tends to work uh, in Windows
1: if you put your computer online, but I can top this. Whoever decided that the power profile of Windows Server since 2012, I think onwards, by default needs to be balanced power profile. My congratulations to you, sir or madam this is the the biggest pet peeve that I have with Microsoft is exactly that I can survive
0: everything else uh the other thing that uh what is uh, extremely bothering me is the sleep settings on new desktops you mean removed power profiles uh yes and the sleep settings because uh, uh each time I'm setting a computer up for somebody I'm almost uh, immediately I want to reapply all the updates mm-hmm. uh if my network connection is not, not so quick uh, to be able to download all the updates, it is going to basically go to sleep before the updates are downloaded, and then it's going to take me a couple of hours more because I'm going to discover that it, is, it went to sleep, then I'm going to put it out of the sleep. It's going to continue downloading, then it's going to reboot, then it's going to go to sleep, I'm going to notice this is going to sleep Story and so on. Story of my life. Yes, and this is this is one of those things where Microsoft is innovating by creating a button that says apply updates as soon as possible, but then going to sleep uh, on the entire machine.
1: You, you know what happened to, to my partner's computer a couple of days ago? Outlook stopped working. Outlook? Yeah, on Windows 7. That's okay. No, it's not. That's you know why? One of the updates deleted the TLS 1.2 and 1.3 nodes client and server settings ah, for in the, registry. It's for your safety. Yeah, it's for my safety. That's because I reapplied it via registry keys and yes. all of a sudden it works again.
0: Yes, it is for your safety.
1: It is. Yeah, sure. Uh, because TLS 1.2 is not safe enough on Windows 7.
0: Yeah, the, There was a warning. Uh, I was installing something on Synology a couple of days ago and there was a warning that says… TUFA? Uh, sorry? TUFA? Uh, no, 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 no. no I, I decided to ignore that one. It the two FA is uh, completely it's completely bonkers, but no, not this one. The the other warning: uh, your system may update automatically and they may restart uh, during the uh, during the update.
1: Ugh, I don't want to live in a world where that's possible.
0: You can actually you can actually now configure Synology to completely auto restart without your authorization, and if you are not if you are not paying attention, you can do it. Okay, today when we
1: are finished (laughs) with our recording session, me connecting to every single Synology that I'm managing and administering and removing the default gateway.
0: So 7.1 and 7.2 is going to be uh, the things that you need to change. It's going to be Windows, uh, basically Windows Update version. No, no, but uh, uh, we have come to a point, okay, we have come to a point in the podcast where we started talking about descriptions, and now we are just ranting about Windows, but we and have, Synology obviously. Yes, we we have come to a point where every piece of uh, infrastructure that tends to try to uh, say, okay, we are enterprise infrastructure. No, they're not. They're uh, small office, home office, but they are trying no, no, to… You're talking about Synology? Yes. They do have an
1: enterprise storage just now.
0: Yes, but for some reason they decided to use the same interface uh, as they used in the small office. So suddenly uh, restarting mm-hmm. in production is completely okay. Uh, what What is a bi- my biggest problem is Uh, When I'm creating a solution for somebody, I'm more or less uh, creating a solution to a puzzle. So I'm uh, taking pieces and putting them in the right places and trying to make this thing work. Suddenly, all of the pieces are independent. They are thinking for themselves. They decide where they want to restart.
1: Became sentient.
0: Yes, they decide where they want to reconfigure. They decide where they want to stop or start DHCP in the Synology Mm -hmm. World. Uh, For some reason right now, just DHCP is a big problem, I don't know why. Uh, So suddenly my pieces in the puzzle are completely independent and now I have a basically organic solution that is uh, restarting by itself, breaking down by itself, uh, reappearing, repairing itself. As if
1: you're watching a bad game.
0: Yes. And the problem is that my users are not used to it.
1: Okay. So basically what you just did is describe yourself as a painter
0: you know puzzles ar- you know, colors. Ar- wait i'm not done
1: architect okay i'm not done or oh, whatever that just means that you have to learn to use the new colors or if if you want in architect terms new materials uh
0: yes but imagine that you are uh, create, uh, you are uh, building a house mm-hmm. and suddenly your bricks decide that they are going to take a walk uh, a couple of uh, every couple of days and just go for a stroll around the house and then come back to this place. That
1: would be fun. Not.
0: And yeah, So this is what has happened in the enterprise world. I know. And this is for our safety.
1: I have something else to add because you just triggered me to, for no reason, but you are not to blame. It's Synology's fault. If what you said is true and I'm going to verify that with my storage at home, uh, then uh, there, there's another uh, explanation that needs to be made for those of our uh, those listeners among us who are not familiar of how storage devices work in the enterprise, there is one single stipulated rule. It's like what Einstein used to do, you know, like postulates. You do not touch a storage device if it works properly. and Never ever update any kind of firmware unless there is a real functional reason for that. Even security holes don't necessarily have to be the reason to update the firmware. Reason being that you isolate your storage device in management terms from all of the other pieces of network from the other networks and then there is no security holes that you need to take care of, especially if you're talking about enterprise storage like FC or whatnot. So the idea that somebody is going to automatically restart my server, that means that uh, in production for uh, Synology uh, uh, storage services, the storage devices that are used as iSCSI, for example, there will be a lot of virtual machine corruption. I'm waiting forward for that. Uh, and i am literally going to come home tonight and i'm going to remove all the default gateways from all my synology devices because that's not going to happen on my watch
0: and the other thing is that uh, the complexity now we have uh, opened this Pandora's box the complexity of the solutions is uh, becoming even more uh, of a problem okay because uh, for example i have a former client client of mine who bought a new synology mm-hmm. they bought something I think it's some, some 16 base solution. So it's it's not a small synology mm-hmm. thing. It's a 16 base solution uh, that has eight gigs of RAM. So it's a big unit. Uh, of course they decide to implement Docker on it.
1: Of course, because it's an available service.
0: Yes. And they say, okay, we have enough uh, computing power for the docker that we want. They implemented, uh, I think it was, it was a backup. It was a Pihole DNS uh, Docker, so they are able to block the uh, block the ads on their network and so on. Suddenly, your network storage becomes a point of failure for the DNS.
1: For firewall.
0: For the firewall. Security in general. And for the entire network, because your DNS is going to go down. This is one thing, and the other thing is that suddenly your network storage mm-hmm. has a Docker. Inside this Docker, there, is, there are images running, or containers running, and you need to take control both of the storage, which can independently auto restart, mm-hmm. and the Docker's, which can independently auto restart and re-update. In- independently
1: of each other as well. Yes. Yeah, that's
0: awesome. So, so this is this is the the um, uh, it's not a rela- reliability that I'm bothered with, it's just the unpredictability of it.
1: No, no, what I you're, you're, you're bothered with is the fact that you're going to lose the rest of your hair. That's all.
0: I think that the first thing that happened uh, that was wrong when the interrupt request lines uh, stopped being uh, hardwired with the jumpers <laughs> and they, they started being... Uh, automatically programmable, programmable. BIOS and whatnot, yeah. So this was the first uh, step in the, the big decline. big decline of the IT sector.
1: Oh, holy man.
0: <laughs> so this is my this is the thing that I want to finish with because this uh, this is going to be obviously a short episode because we just uh, gave up on the subscriptions. We said that the descriptions is they are just going to be more and more expensive and everybody. No, going to maybe give up we have them. a
1: couple of other topics to cover. Who says that we are done?
0: Yes, but what what I want to do is uh, let's leave it for the next episode.
1: No, no, I want the topic. Uh, I wanted to cover something from the original topic. Oh, okay. There okay. are certain things that we need to discuss. Actually. So
0: 40 minutes in, uh, we are back to the original topic and- <laughs> um, Actually- 40-ish.
1: thirty-five uh, minutes in. But okay, but-, but Yeah, but, but, okay. 30 something minutes in. Well, who cares? I would uh, uh, like to make a clear distinction between the subscription services Excellent. Uh, uh, Yasmin's laptop is telling him that he needs to reboot soon. it uh, uh, is going
0: it to, needs reboot to reboot in the 15 minutes time because right now it's not my working time. So in 15 minutes time, it's going to reboot. So. Yes,
1: because working hours in Windows is a good, a good idea. Anywho, I think that we need to make a clear distinction between the subscription services that we are using as private persons versus for business.
0: But, uh, but my primary, my primary today, uh, my primary topic was. Uh, the person. users, users. Okay. so I wasn't uh, I wasn't expecting to, to even talk about AVS and Azure okay uh, the only thing that I wanted to touch was the uh, fact that they are getting more expensive okay. so they are part of the problem but I'm mm. more right now I'm more focused on Spotify on the Deezer on the YouTube on uh, whatever service uh, I have running. a couple
1: that we mean, didn't mention, and uh, then we can do a let's say a person-to-person comparison mm-hmm. between us. So I'm, we mentioned Google Office 365. We mentioned Netflix. Uh, I use Linode as well. Okay. We to cover on that for a second, Patreon, but that's a yes completely different topic. By the way, we have a Patreon as well. Uh, GoDaddy. Okay. And I have a subscription to a service that helps me with working on some designs, including on some of the designs that I do for
0: our show, as well. What Fiverr? No, 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 no. Of course not. No. Why? 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 Fiverr is completely no, okay. no, no,
1: no, no. No point. And, and EOD, okay, for <laughs> okay. the time being. Uh, Linode for me actually has been a, a thorn in my eye for a couple of very peevish reasons. So they are not real reasons because generally speaking, uh, w- working with VMs, with instances, with Linodes, as they call them in uh, Linux Dro- Clouds. Droplets. Hmm? Droplets. But whatever, whatever, who cares? Okay. Um, Is not exactly super expensive, realistically speaking, but when you start stacking stuff up, virtual machine plus backup plus network traffic plus this plus that, all of a sudden that becomes quite an investment every month. So one of my virtual machines that i'm running there that used to be used for uh commercial education that uh, for the company that we work for almost every single month it was i think something in the realms of 70-80 euros which is a lot of money for a single virtual machine with i don't know 2 vcpus and uh, 6 or 8 gigabytes of okay you
0: but you have you have a lot of storage there because you have videos i don't there. Okay. i don't
1: have uh, no there is no uh, there there isn't a single video hosted there video is hosted by completely external service ah, okay so no, uh, it's a basic Linux CentOS machine with uh, two two slash six, so two vCPUs, six or eight gigabytes of memory. It has I don't know 20, twenty, thirty gigabytes of disk, nothing more than that. So that's that's actually hugely expensive for what's uh, what's on offer. Then furthermore, uh, I mentioned GoDaddy for the purposes of registering DNS domains and whatnot. I did not notice that they changed. Their pricing uh, in recent times. Am I wrong?
0: I actually have no idea because, uh, to be completely honest, when I'm buying the domains, it it's usually an impulse, or I'm just uh, used to because he's
1: a professional troll.
0: Just renewing domains. Uh, just is. renewing domains they already have. I don't remember that they were this expensive, but on the other hand, it's it's not that much. The only thing that I wanted to mention is the Hesner mm-hmm. because uh, the prices for the storage for some reason went down. Because uh, if, you, if, if I
1: remember correctly, you're using them for backup for your yes, personal uh, machine. Yes, uh,
0: this is the storage for five terabytes you are to euros per month. Which used to be what? It used to be much more. I don't know how much more, but I know that five, uh, five terabytes was something that was. Uh, way out of the idea of even uh, being uh, something, uh, something used for the backup and this has unlimited traffic and it works so and it is a ssh box mm-hmm. so you can SFTP to it you can um, do dev on it and uh, it's a it's a box that is useful I used to use BlackBlaze for that as well. So I use I use BlackBlaze on my private service mm-hmm. service, but this is this is different because I can connect this to all of my laptops mm-hmm. and use this uh, as a external drive. Yeah, that's okay. So this is this is one of the reasons why uh, why I use it. And I have just one more
1: thing to add to the list of subscription services privately used, which is uh, our Triple Play local services. So coincidentally, uh, completely coincidentally, I had. Eight uh, telephone conversation with a representative from our local telecom provider that offers uh, f- uh, the you know triple play service uh, internet t- tv and phone for uh, the for the second apartment that i have okay and our subscription for that location uh, has a, is going to expire in a week or two and they called me to tell me that i need to renew the subscription no you don't uh, wait yes i know Uh, that doesn't bother me. I know I can. What bothers me actually is something else. The way in which those services have grown stupidly expensive is insane. So they're asking for some kind of internet connection that's something like 5 megabit download uh, 25 or something like that, 20 20 megabit download 5 upload plus tv service plus phone that nobody uses ever. They're uh, asking 70 or 80 euros a month and there, uh, and the uh, sales representative that called me kind of like wanted to display that offer as something that's super competitive. I was like, what the hell did you eat today? In which, which type of LSD are you using or whatnot? Because that's at least double the amount of money that I used
0: to spend for that. But I'm going to go with, uh, okay, first and foremost, I'm not buying any uh triple play services anymore so in all the locations that i have uh, provisioned with the internet in the last couple of years i only bought internet completely without any other uh, there
1: are locations where you cannot do that
0: yes and no but mm-hmm. uh i was i i, I had uh luck uh, that i could use it in three locations i only have internet in those okay i have a paid plan for the internet tv so if I need internet on any of those locations, I can just plug in the box and uh, have the internet, uh, have TV on uh, on it, and it works. So I don't care about th- those. Those are completely separate. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I'm paying is something like thirty euros, or twenty-three to thirty euros for either a gig, so one gig uh, slash to two hundred megs uh, upload, or I think the the other location is twenty-one euros for. 200/50. Mm-hmm.
1: So all of those combined are not as expensive as a yes, single one. Yes, yeah, yes. I
0: know. So it's something like I think I think that it's something like 67 or 68 euros for all the three different locations combined. That's
1: actually so for one of my uh, one of my locations uh, which includes the crappy TV program that they have okay it has I know a couple of uh, programs that you can choose and you can change them every month or something. And the new wow uh, feature is that you can have two setup boxes to receive that service, which I don't need, want, or care for. So, and I, I'm telling you, the, the sales manager was very, very enthusiastic about how that's very competitive and blah, blah, which only makes me think that I need to shut it down completely.
0: Uh, my... Uh personal my personal experience with all of this is just you you just push for what you want to do mm-hmm. uh and they are going to give uh, they're going to give it uh yeah. because what uh, what I actually did is on my primary location at my home uh i have a next door neighbor and she's actually next door so actually next door neighbor
1: mm-hmm. and
0: right. she was quoted uh, fifteen euros more than when, what I was paying for because they said that there uh, there is no available uh, infrastructure for her to receive uh, less expensive uh, connections. Service. Okay, that's an outright lie because mm-hmm. she's next door to me and there is a free uh a fiber uh, line on my in my house, and it's one point two meters from uh, her house. Mm-hmm. I measured. I know, and then I. Uh, when I bought the uh, when I bought the connection when I bought the, um, my subscription for the internet, I got a letter from the operator, and I just asked my neighbors, "Okay, so the, the, this is the letter. Just send them this, and ask for the same uh, for the same uh, service service, and say that you are not going to do, uh, get anything from them unless you get, uh, get it." They said, "Okay." Mm-hmm. Suddenly, it became uh, possible to, to connect. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. Magical event. Yeah. And this is one of those things that uh, is bothering me, the, but this is just uh, basically a bad practice on the part of the operators and we are used to this.
1: Oh, it's m- way more than that, I think, but okay, let's let's leave it to that. I think that uh, it's not uh, in full compliance with the law as well, what they're doing, but not, not up to me to judge. You, okay.
0: you, you, you just give me the, give me the con- uh, context, I'll, I'll deal with it. Hmm. I don't have a problem with uh, reporting and whatnot yes just just ask uh, talking to the nice guys at the uh, uh, telecommunication authority and uh, asking them to just check on the practices in this particular location hmm? because it's forbidden by the lot to have different uh, prices in pricing on different locations
1: I mean it's the same location in your case
0: yes but it's it's forbidden yeah
1: okay so let's uh, let's just let's compare it up yeah let's uh, let's compare. The services that we use and then wrap it up. So you have Google, I have Google. You have Office 365, but not privately, I think.
0: I don't have my private. I don't have privately Office 365. I have a Office 365, uh, or I used to have it. And then I, since I got it uh, with my job, I just uh, cancelled yeah. my subscription.
1: I do have it still.
0: Uh, Actually, two of them. Uh, okay, I don't. I don't. Uh, I have an Office 365, uh, the free plan on Mm -hmm. Outlook, but I'm not using it that much. Okay. It's just because I could, so we just uh, created my account. Okay. Uh, I have Spotify.
1: Uh, I, I have Spotify as well for the past couple of months, not years. And I'm going to shut it down. I don't need it.
0: I understand why, because YouTube music is better.
1: I can I can just use YouTube as an app to Yes, and YouTube play
0: music. Music, YouTube YouTube Music it's, itself is an app and it works better than than Spotify in most of the cases. Okay, uh, I have uh, YouTube Prime, mm-hmm. oh, YouTube sorry YouTube uh, Red or whatever it is premium, mm-hmm. uh, and I have Amazon Prime for some reason.
1: I have Amazon Prime and uh, Netflix in terms of TV services for some reason as well. Um, I have a a smart TV at home that has clients built in because it's a Sony, so it's a vanilla Android TV. Those apps work really well. And from time to time, I do kind of like watch some of the things that are there, but the, the, the main problem is still content. Because content in Croatia versus content outside is, uh, of Croatia is completely different ballpark. I have F one subscription as well. I, uh, okay, yeah, I would I, a, would.
0: I would guess this is just a, a you thing. Uh, yeah, it's a me thing. Yeah, it's uh, what I want to see about F one is usually the highlights on the YouTube and that's it.
1: Okay, that's uh, that's more than I thought that you were interested
0: no, in. No, 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 I'm just, when something is happening, I want to see, I want to know what is happening, but um, I couldn't be bothered to watch uh, guys driving for two or three hours, uh, That's okay. Uh, basically in a circle.
1: Here comes the magic question, and yes. I know it's stupid to ask. How much yes. do you spend on Patreon?
0: Oh, more than w- I would like to admit. Something like 20, 20- Something dollars more than any of the subscriptions that they have.
1: Exactly the point that I'm
0: really but, uh, I going to make. But I, about, I would I would call this a good example, actually. No, no, but uh, this is one of those psychological psychological things. Um, unlike Spotify, unlike other things, mm-hmm. I know who I'm giving money to. Yeah. And since I know that they are getting the money, because I know because they are saying that they are getting the money. Mm-hmm. I know. I think that, or I feel that, my money is being well spent. Agreed. And I don't think that. Uh, I think that I'm in a position that I can afford uh, to uh, support a couple of. Uh, okay. Uh, you can read. Okay. The, the pedal show.
1: Yeah. Forty dollars per month. Forty. Forty.
0: What do you get in return?
1: I get some additional Patreon content, but it's not. I don't get any pedals. No, I don't need them. I have loads of them. No. I'm uh, paying for this ju- for the very same reason why you are paying for your patrons, which is I like the the guys who are doing that. I want to help them, support them. That's that. Just Did like you do for. Uh, well, there's your problem and a couple of other things.
0: Uh, but I'm going to I'm going to be completely completely honest. I'm paying for Ave uh, or AVE Arduino versus Evil. <laughs> uh, you know who the guy is. Uh, well, there's a problem. I'm paying for used uh, to have
1: a couple more actually here
0: uh, i'm paying big live uh big live mm-hmm. uh, is amazing i, I every dollar I spent on him is uh, is the dollar correctly spent uh, so i like i like uh different uh, i like different uh content creators that are i wouldn't say abnormal but People who outside are outside of the box, outside of the box, and the people who are creating the contents because becon- content because they want to, mm-hmm. uh, almost all of those started and remained uh, people who are creating the content that they like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they are not. I respect that as well. They are not. They are not trying to uh, accommodate for different listeners. Uh, after all, the um, guys from the uh, well, there is a problem. Uh, have a slogan that uh, the um, podcast that hates you back. <laughs> so yeah. basically, so and basically, there's a
1: person who hates you back on on Twitter. Yeah, if you yes, communicate but uh, with them. yeah, yeah But the, yeah, the thing yeah, is, yeah, the yeah.
0: thing is that uh, I like all the creators that have their own uh, identity, identity, and their own way of dealing things dealing with things because. What I hate the most probably is when people are trying to uh, 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 craft the content so that it fits the, pub, uh, the, uh, the, public, the, the audience or the public. Mm-hmm. Uh, almost all of these guys are completely unrelentless. They, are, they started create the content and the content they, create, they created I don't know, five years ago is the same type of content that they are creating right now. Okay, it's much more polished now because they have much more experience, but the content itself hasn't changed. Mm -hmm. and the uh, way they are telling things hasn't changed. Okay, let's reverse this before
1: we end because I know for a fact that I'm spending way too much money on Amazon and eBay every month and I know for a fact that you are spending some money on Amazon, eBay and some Chinese uh, websites to buy stuff. Do 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 you think that you spend too much there? Uh, I this is s- not subscription based, but it's still something that service or product that we pay online for.
0: Uh, I used to, I used to buy a lot of Chinese crap uh, before. and then I think that I have reached a point where I don't want to buy any more cra- uh, any more things uh, not only because I don't need them, but because I haven't f- fully utilized the things that I already have. So for example, I have a project where I want to put up uh, some uh, lead strips around the house. I have, I don't know how many tens of meters of lead strips in my uh, project workshop. Project workshop and in his mess. And my, my mess in my workshop. And uh, their weight for me to uh, get them connected and to put them on the, I need some, I don't know, I, I want to buy, a, now I need uh, some way to to uh, mount them on the wall and so on and so on and so on. But I have a 3D printer that is working. I have, a, now I have a laser cutter from the, as of recent, uh, my, own, my own campfire at home. Yes. Um, but the thing is that I don't have enough time to clear my desk, I have so much things uh, that are ready f- as a project to be finished that I don't have the time to uh, do anything on this so I, I decided uh, consciously decided I'm not going to buy any more tools and I'm not going to buy any more stuff from um, uh, different uh, Amazons or uh, or uh, Chinese, Chinese Amazons Ch- Chinese AliExpress and so on because why? Why would I need one more um, radio station and radio receiver? Because, because you're
1: a, a ham radio dude.
0: Yes, but I have six. So I think uh, at, at this at this point in time, this is just uh, over, uh, a slight case of overbombing.
1: Never ever apologize for the fact that you're a small a male child. That uh, over the years and the only I'm, difference between you, young, and you now is the price of the. Okay, toys. okay.
0: Just just one small point. If you are into ham radio, you are either one of the two types of people. Either you are going to buy a lot of trinkets and Mm -hmm. uh, play with them, or you are going to concentrate and buy a decent rig that is going to be as expensive as an expensive guitar, for example. Okay. They can go up to- Many, many tens of thousands of euros. Yes, let's 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 say that uh, a normal rig without any outside accessories can cost something like fifteen thousand euros, mm-hmm. and then uh, an antenna that is working is going to cost you a lot more uh, because you need some sort of a mount, and the normal ham uh, radio mount is usually measured in meters mm-hmm. or tens of meters. So, when suddenly you just. A little bit of concrete, a little bit of wiring. Yes, 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 you need need, uh, need rebar, you need rebar, you need um, uh, to to dig a hole, you need to create your own uh, concrete uh, base. Slab, yeah. Then then, uh, put up um, the mast, and then the mast, you put put something up. So, basically, I have a colleague of mine who has a 40 meter uh, high uh, mast in his his, uh, front yard. And then on the uh, top of the pole are the actual antennas. So because some... they
1: need to communicate with aliens, like us set it at home. You know?
0: No, no, but the, the thing is that
1: <sighs> I'm just kidding. No, no, of no, course. no. I'm
0: trying. I'm trying. I'm trying to be completely honest here. I love ham radio. I know. I, I have, used to love it. I well. have absolutely no idea why. And but I have. reason. And I have. I. I even ran out of illogical uh, reasons why I like. Uh, Communicating with people over long distances. So
1: now you're interdimensional reasons. That's yes. What yes you're so, so now <laughs> I, I,
0: I, I'm done with logic. I'm done with. your fuzzy logic. No, no. I'm done with fuzzy logic and the illogical reasons. Now I'm just moving sideways. Okay. So I'm uh, out of the outside of the realm of normal reasoning. Now I'm sideways. So I don't know why I'm doing this. Start to stop
1: vibrating on different frequencies. Yes,
0: but but it's it's fun. For it some is. reason, it's still it's still fun.
1: It's always going to be fun.
0: And uh, uh, it it's a di- uh, I know that people who are uh, communicating are a dying breed. Uh, the thing that they didn't mention to you is that um, there is uh, there is a server out there that is called uh, Ham Radio Shack. Okay. Uh, and they are basically providing VoIP service for the Ham Radio operators for free. Yes. So mm-hmm. what you could, you could you can actually do, you can connect uh, Cisco or whatever web uh, phone you have at home. You can connect it to the exchange and then directly call the person who you just talked to or the radio and they can have, a, have a telephone call to them. Welcome back it. to
1: our college in which we were sitting right next to each other and talking on the internet relay chat and talking at the same time.
0: Yes, but uh, talking in stereo. So I think that uh, we are just Finishing the technology circle with the ham radio operators. So they started with radio when nobody had radio. Now they are, then they started with uh, telephone lines over the long distances when nobody had did that. Now they entered the realm of VoIP.
1: Okay. I have a question, Professor. Yes. What about the number stations?
0: I don't care about those.
1: Damn it. I I was hoping that that's going to be an interesting topic Uh, for
0: you. There is an interesting site that follows the, there is a signal wiki. Mm-hmm. Uh, Signal Week is uh, basically trying to catalogue all the different things that people heard in the um, on the radio frequencies, and if you're interested in uh, trying to deduce what is happening, there is a lot of interesting stuff out there. Yeah, I know. There I is know. A, the number of stations is just one of the one of the know. Uh, l- l- least important things,
1: but uh, quite a bit fun things. But for a lot that, of people,
0: for, 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 for my perspective, uh, much more fun is I don't know railway uh, communications. You can listen on um, uh, two-way communication within rail, railway um, infrastructure. You can listen on um, police traffic radio lights. messages. No, no, traffic lights. You can listen on uh, different measuring stations that are running uh, in VHF. Uh, that they're uh, uh, getting the data or the airways. So there is a lot of things to listen on. Uh, You can, for, I don't, I would say, let's guess, okay, I don't know what the prices right now are, but let's get, let's say, $50, you can buy a stick, uh, get it uh, connected to your computer, and you can listen to all the different weather stations around you, uh, that are supporting the ISM band, and you can, basically, what I'm doing right now is, I don't have my own uh, weather station, I'm listening to all the different uh, measuring stations uh, uh, around my around house, okay. so I have something like seven or eight different sources of data uh, with temperatures and uh, humidity information.
1: Our dear colleague yesterday passed his PhD examination and the topic was actually correlating different types of weather reports into one which is reliable. Yes. You, you should have helped
0: him, dude. So this is this is one of those things, but we are now completely off topic. Let's finish. This actually,
1: thing. actually, this was exactly the, the reason why I pushed the, the conversation in that direction. I wanted to trigger you to to keep on talking.
0: No, no, but I, I can I can I can keep on talking. It's not a problem. Uh, my my problem, evil plan worked. Yes, but but uh, I think we should be talking about uh, or creating uh, creating an episode on uh, different vintage uh, technology. No, uh, the ways people communicate, because one of the things that uh, is really amazing for me is when I was much younger and you were much younger. uh, So when we were not two thirds in, when when we were uh, maybe one tenth in. Talk about yourself. One tenth in. um, uh, Talking long distance over the phone was extremely insanely expensive. Mm -hmm. Uh, and you didn't talk to your family, except
1: Christmas, Christmas Easter, uh, birthdays.
0: Easter, birthdays, and when something happened. Mm-hmm. So basically, if somebody called long distance uh, and it wasn't uh, one of the holidays, something somebody died. Mm-hmm. Basically, that was it. And then, right now, the cost of communication is basically zero. Mm-hmm. You can talk through whatever service you can uh the twitter is or uh, the x is cre- going to create its own its own service to talk uh, to the people you can talk over the uh facebook you can talk over the Viber, Viber whatsapp, WhatsApp uh, microsoft what, what, teams uh, and whatever any of minute. the 17 different chats that uh, google has and so on and so on and you can talk to people even using the the phones there are a couple of phones that have or I had for the last 10 or 15 years had their own different web service that enabled you to connect different Mm. phones. I'm talking about Siemens right now. There is a Siemens One connection that you can actually connect all the headsets that are Mm -hmm. IP connected for free. And the amount of talking between people long distance still hasn't changed. Mm -hmm. And you still are not communicating outside your normal circle. So I think that the amount of communication that you are able to see Mm -hmm. is not the amount of, Uh, So the change in the way we communicate is not following the way we can communicate or the different technologies that we have.
1: Okay. That's not necessarily bad.
0: Mm, Yes. (laughs) Yes. But uh, sometimes I think that, okay, let's make an episode on on it. I think my my, my main postulate is that uh, we have turned the idea of being able to communicate into the feeling that we are communicating. Agreed. So people are people are saying I can talk to uh, such and such and suddenly uh, 10 years passed and you haven't uh, said a word to them. Yes. But you can call them anytime.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and this abundance is of, of something things. means uh, decrease of the value of something. Yes. That's it. Okay. That's it. Okay. Uh, by the way, uh, not not to uh, beat on my drum, but you have a cool
0: T-shirt. Yes. Thank you. This is uh, this. Uh, I got this from Vedran. Uh, again because, not to
1: beat on my drum i just like the t-shirt
0: yes but i know that you like i also like the t-shirt and the idea is to uh put on the proud display the the brigitte's computer that ever was and then according uh, to him of and course. then talk talk about it and have a have a nice chat about uh, which was the better c64 or um or spectrum
1: do you want a five minute debate on that or a full five hour
0: Mm, let's leave it at uh, five for future, uh, five, for future five, reference. Yeah, yeah, for yeah, future reference, s- yeah. I'm just asking. Okay. As an exercise to the reader, yes. feel
1: free to close it down, Mr. Professor.
0: Uh, okay, so this was that IT show. Uh, I was and I still am Yasmin. and This is Vedran. Apparently, we are not doing our uh, SEO uh, optimizations correctly because I was uh, I was notified that nobody can find us under our real names. So we should be doing something about this. But in the meantime, thank you for being with us and bye-bye. Bye.